What's up, Substackers? It's time to answer some more of y'all's questions. Still going in chronological order from the original thread. You know, now that I think about it, I should probably reshare that thread for more questions. There's like 40 or something in there, which I think a normal person could probably get through in one episode, but I'm really long-winded, so I decided to do it this way. And, oh, hey, before I get started answering some of your questions, I would like to share a milestone that we hit in the Forrester household. So my wife just started back to work. She's a school teacher, as a lot of y'all know. So she's officially started back to work, which means I am now officially a part-time funny man, full-time dad, baby. And uh, it's going great. Of course, I had a little test run of this when she was in training. But it's awesome. I genuinely love it. Uh, it's not, you know, what's really cool is that, like, all of my friends and, like, all of my friends' wives, like, they really think that I'm making some insane sacrifice and in being a hero. And I'm more than happy, <laughs> more than happy to let them think that. However, it's the complete 100% joy of my life. Uh, luckily, because I do so many things on the internet for a living now, I can just make my schedule whenever I want. So if I have to be up with the baby and hanging out until, you know, my wife gets off work and then do some work, who gives a shit? Guess what? We get to watch movies. <laughs> we get to watch, dude, we watched so many movies the other day. We watched, me and my little buddy watched six Coen Brothers movies in a row the other day which by the way i will i'm actually going to do a little breakdown of a couple coen brothers movies later uh that i want to talk about in a in a in a, yet another new segment called going cohen but anyways the milestone that we shared today or yesterday at the forster household was that and this is a bittersweet one y'all my little boy uh started holding his own bottle and he had done it before where like I saw him put his hands up there and I let go of the bottle and he held it for like two seconds and then let it go. And that was cool. Don't get me wrong. But yes, yesterday, he's, I'm holding the bottle, feeding him and he's got a really good grip on it. And I was just like, let me just see what happens here. I let go of it and he fed himself his whole bottle. Now, it's very bittersweet. Number one, on the sweet part, it is awesome that I can just sit there with my hands free while my little boy helps himself out. It also teaches him that he can do things for himself. That's obviously awesome. It's awesome to see your little boy grow. That's what you want him to do, you know? But it's bitter in the sense of, it just made me realize even more than I already do, like, oh my God, he's not gonna be this little guy forever. And that's sad because I love this little guy so much, this version of him. It's so awesome. And people keep telling me that it's going to keep getting more fun. And I know I know they're telling the truth, but I just can't believe it, man. He's just so awesome the way he is. Like, I mean, I just love the fact that uh, he's like, he's moving around and he's, he's doing things, but he can't run away from me. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. And, you know, he can't talk, but he can make sounds. It's just the ideal child. You know what I mean? But he did... Uh, he did, he held his own bottle, and I'm a proud papa, but I also, uh, I kinda cried a little bit. I ain't gonna lie to you, the little boy's growing up. Anyway, speaking of kids and whatnot, not, not whatnot, uh, my good friend, Natalie Nichols, asks, 
Natalie, I love you by the way. Natalie just sent me a sourdough starter and I could not love her more. She is my favorite mammal in Texas, perhaps my favorite mammal of all, all time, sans my actual mammal. Natalie asked, I was wondering how your little niece was adjusting to sharing the limelight with the baby. My little granddaughter took a minute to adjust when her baby cousin was born. So, as many of y'all know who've been following me for years, my first love was my niece, LJ. She's my best friend, she's still my best friend. We, if we can't physically see each other every day, we FaceTime every single day, seven days a week, usually three times. She's really, uh, we found out that on the, I, I play this character called Wally the Warthog, and uh, it's a cartoon warthog that I like. It, it does a facial recognition, I can make him talk like me. And, uh, you know, I, I'll send her like messages and stuff with Wally and she loves it and she'll sit there and literally watch it all day and she'll tell, she'll tell my sister, she's like, I wanna see Corey again, Corey again, Corey again. And they just have to watch this little six second clip of me as a warthog all day. Well, we found out, y'all, here's a tip for if you've got little kids, on FaceTime, on the iPhone, I can actually be that warthog live. <laughs> and so me and her have been FaceTiming, I've been playing the warthog and dude, it's been awesome. But LJ is my best friend, she was my first love. And I was definitely nervous when we had uh, Bane, cause you know, my mom and my sister were always telling me, they're like, oh, you just think you love LJ, you just wait you know, till you get this, this little boy and, and you, you'll truly know what love is. And obviously there is a hundred percent, excuse me, something different about when it's your own. But I tell them all the time and I mean this, I'm like, I'd still just feel like LJ's my own. Like nothing has changed there. Like that's my little girl. You know, if anything happened to y'all, I, I would I would take her and raise her as my own and be happy as hell. Not that y'all were, you know, something happened to y'all, but still. But I was nervous because LJ has been used to being the center of attention for going on, uh, well, definitely five years. And I was like, oh my God, she's gonna be upset at me when I'm holding the baby and not hanging out with her. So I, you know, I on purpose set aside a lot of time just to hang out with LJ to, to hopefully buck that. But she's not been that way. Now I'll tell you this, there was part of me, because LJ's the sweetest little girl in the world, there was part of me that was like, oh, she's gonna be obsessed with him because she loves baby dolls. She loves holding baby dolls and she loves holding stuffed animals and pretending they're babies. And I was like, oh, she's gonna be obsessed with him. And, uh, but neither one of the things happened. She doesn't get jealous of him at all, but she's also not obsessed with him. She, whenever we come to the house or she sees him on FaceTime, she will go, oh, baby, he's so cute. But then LJ, does the thing that she always does, which <clears throat> is my favorite thing about her, she immediately goes back to being in her own world. There, No one has ever fit the description of, it's your world, we're just living in it, more than my niece LJ. And she lives in a beautiful world. She has imaginary friends, she has full-blown conversations with them, she puts on <laughs> musicals. Like her favorite movie I think ever is Mamma Mia. And she can do, not only, can she do the whole movie when the movie's on? She can do the whole movie when the movie's off. And I mean the whole movie. Like the, the dialogue, the music, the choreography, the steps, it's absolutely amazing. So LJ is loving Bane, but more importantly, LJ is just loving herself, which is what we want. <laughs> 
Emma says, FMK, which is fuck, Mary kill, Chris, Pri- Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Evans. And which Westeros house would you like to join? Oh boy, this is gonna take some time here. Okay, I love Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Evans, all. I think, oh my God, this is, I mean, I don't wanna kill Chris Pine, but I think I have to just because Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans are my Chris's. <laughs> so like, I've gotta kill Chris Pine, but please Chris Pine, if you're listening to this, it is nothing personal. It's just that they happen to pick the only two Chris's that I like more than you. And then between Hemsworth and Evans, I think it's kind of obvious that like Hemsworth is the one you fuck and Chris Evans is the one that you marry. Now I'm basing all of this on assuming that Chris Evans in real life is sort of like his Captain America character. And if so, that's the one that you want to marry. Chris Evans is the more sweet boy next door of the two. And Chris Hemsworth is a Greek god with chiseled abs that you just want to bare back you. Okay, Lord Jesus Christ. Emma, what have you you gotten me doing here? So yeah, I think that it's fuck, fuck Hemsworth. Uh, kill Chris Pine and marry Chris Evans. That's uh, that's what I'm going with right now. Y'all tell me in the comments which one you would do. Okay, and the the last question of hers here. um, Which Westeros house would you like to join? Okay, this is interesting because you have to look at this. You can't look at this morally. You can't look at this as like which one was the most noble house because probably the most noble house is the house of Stark. But listen, y'all, I don't want to live in the winter time all the time. I can't be doing that. I can't live in Winterfell. Now listen, I like cooler weather than I like extremely hot weather, but complete cold all the time. Now, obviously, if we're back in the Westeros times, I, I, I don't, back in the Westeros times, as if that's a real thing. But I don't know if they had golf, but if I live in Winterfell, I wouldn't be able to, you know, go, my hikes wouldn't hit as hard, you know. Now, I guess it's like, well, you're in the house, but you can live wherever, because Ned lived, you know, in King's Landing. But I'm just going to assume that you have to live in these places, in which case, Yeah, the most noble being Stark, I'm not living there. And so you have to look at it this way. You're like, all right, who do I think is the most immoral of the groups? I mean, probably Lannister, sure. Like, we don't root for them on the show, but being living in their house would rule. You've got all the money. People don't fuck with you because you've got all the money. If you're gonna have to live in a time where you've got to marry or bang your cousin or sister, they've got hot women. And I don't know, it looks like, you know, a p- Casterly Rock looks like a pretty pleasant place to be. Am I wrong here? I, I, I know those aren't the only two. Then you've got the Tullys, and the Tullys live on River Run, if I'm not mistaken. The Tullys wouldn't be bad, because the Tullys aren't necessarily as noble as the Starks but they're not frowned upon by any means. They seem to have everything going for them in a positive light, I assume. I think people respect them. And they, you know, live on a nice river. You could fish, the weather seemed good. Okay, Tully's is kind of sounding good. 
Uh, obviously, you want to belong to any of them before House Bolton. That ain't it uh, at all. And then uh, the Greyjoys, fuck all that shit. I mean, I love the ocean as much as the next guy, but I ain't about like that complete immersive salt life. And also, dude, like everyone uh, in the Greyjoys is just, they seem miserable all the time. Like, I never understood it. Like, they're, they're all power hungry and think they're the best and shit, but they also like almost intentionally live this difficult life just to act like they're tougher than everybody. We pay the iron price. We pay the iron price. So, yeah, definitely not them, definitely not Bolton. So I think right now it's between Tully and, um, and uh, Lannister, for sure. Those are the two that it's between. Dragonstone seems pretty cool, not going to lie. The Targaryen's place, but they are historically maniacs. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to speak ill of people who clearly have mental health problems because I'm also afflicted and I know that sometimes it definitely cannot be helped. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to surround yourself with toxic people who are clearly not doing anything to help themselves. And I think that describes the Targaryens uh, pretty, pretty good. The Baratheons, I mean, they seem like a fun sort. Of course, it depends on the period of time in which we're living in this house. Obviously, during A Song of Ice and Fire, the Baratheon house is split. Um, you've got Robert, who has been, you know, murdered by a boar. And then Stannis is on some fucking voodoo shit, thinking that he was, you know, ordained by God to take over. And now he's got the Red Woman, a.k.a. the Devil, doing all sorts of stuff. And frankly, I don't think I could be associated with a house where one of the leaders of said house uh, murdered his sweet, sweet reading teacher daughter. The sweetest girl in the whole show. I don't know if I could jive with that. Oh, and also on the note of the Targaryens, actually that, that really has to do with the time period because they are an exiled house. Now, <laughs> I, for one, am not the biggest fan of crowds or having to be social and stuff. So living in exile, you know, as long as I had my books and food, I think that could be not the worst thing in the entire world. Of course, then we have uh, the veil. I guess that's House Aaron. I could be I could be wrong in some of these that I'm naming aren't technically houses, but if the veil and House Aaron are a thing, I mean, those people are crazy, but I sure do love that moon door. I sure do love that moon door. They got them a pretty cool spot up there. You know, big old castle for hosting parties, but also like it's pretty well guarded. It takes a while to get there, so people aren't necessarily just gonna stop by, uh, you know, unless they have a, a prisoner that they are going to condemn to die through said moon door, lest a champion fights for them. All right, more and more, I think it's coming down to it's the Tullys versus the Lannisters. And of course we've got pros for the Lannisters. They've got all the money in the world. They, you know, they win wars. They're feared and respected. Cons for the Lannisters. They are filled with some of the absolute worst people in the entire world. Pros for Tully. They've got nice land. It seems to be good weather. They've got the rivers. They're not hated. Uh, they're not 100% at the top, but they're also not 100% at the bottom. Cons for the Tullys, 
uh, Catelyn got on my goddamn nerves, and I did not like the way that she treated John. but I don't think that's an indictment of her entire family. So, all this said, I think that if I had to pick a house, and I, maybe I'm not ruling, I'm just someone who gets to live there and chill, I'm probably going with the Tullys, because, you know, even if I am not a bigwig around the Lannisters, you never know when one of them is just gonna throw a fit and murder me just for existing. Whereas the Tullys, you know, the fish people, they don't seem, they don't really seem to be that way. That's, uh, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> so there you go. There's my houses. That was a little long-winded. We'll get to some more questions possibly tomorrow. Definitely something tomorrow. We'll do something tomorrow, that's for sure. Happy Monday. Love y'all so much. I'll talk to you later. Remember to pre-order my book, Round Here and Over Yonder, and also listen to Putting On Airs. And uh, thank you all who subscribe at the $5 level. Really means a lot, uh, especially while I'm chilling with the boy, not on the road. But for all of you who are here for free because you can't afford it, I'm just as happy that you're here. I promise. And remember, if you would like to make a one-time donation to the program, <clears throat> excuse me, PBS style, you can always go to PayPal and use buttercreamcory at gmail.com. Those are for you that do not like recurring payments. Editing the episode of Oh Yeah Daddy today, that will be released within the next couple of weeks. I'm super excited for you to hear it. Me and Mr. David Scott got very, very deep, and it was nice talking about my feel-feels about being a dad, but also having a funny conversation with another comedian who is a father. Love y'all. Take care of yourself. Hug your grandma. See you. Bye.